Ready when you are. Three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to Tangent Never After, the podcast about storytelling. My name is Lucas, and I had my friend try mochi for the first time. Joining me today is... My name is Ben. I'm the one who tried mochi, and I did not like it. So as you can see, we're both in the same room right now. See? No one's... We're not recording video. Uh, as you can hear, we're <laughs> both in the same room right now. I can actually feel him. He that can sounds s- disgusting. Thanks. <laughs> he can see my expressions instead of trying to figure out what I'm vocalizing expression. <laughs> Anyways, today's topic um, is about the a story that kind of solidified our friendship. And it's a franchise that solidified our friendship. It is The Legend of Zelda. That it is indeed. Right, so, um, uh, how old were you when you first discovered Zelda, Ben? What was your first game? Uh, my first game was Link to the Past. Uh, it was probably around eight or nine, I think. Uh, my first game was Majora's Mask. I was 11. Right. So, um, how was your experience with Link's Link to the Past? Um, I don't remember playing it. I don't really have memories of playing it back then. I know we had the player's guide so it definitely wasn't a, a matter of like you're really struggling to find anything it's like oh what's the book say because uh, my brother and i kind of played it back to back i don't know if i i don't know if i really got into it until a few years after that i don't know if i played it when i was eight but i know we got it around that time um i would say that but i remember i, I remember a friend of mine had uh lived down the road from me at a 64 um, and he was playing Ocarina of Time around that time it came out, and I, so I guess I yeah, so I guess I would have played a Link to the Past a little bit. Um, and he was saying some, we were kind of, he was kind of comparing the games a little bit. It's like, oh, I just got the big wallet and I can hold five hundred rupees or whatever. It's like he's like, how many rupees can you hold in that game? And I was like nine hundred and ninety nine, and he was like, what? <laughs> he's like, you, what wallet? I'm like, it's not a wallet. You just have you just just collect them, and that's the most you can get. What was I gonna say? Um... For me, Majora's Mask, we had a bank, first of all. So you didn't have to worry about getting a big Oh, the bank first. in Majora's Mask. Was, I hated that so much. Um, so I I liked Majora's Mask a lot. Um, I, too, had a guide. Um, still kind of hard, even with the guide. Yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff that's very specific to times of day in that game that makes for a semi-frustrating experience, at least from what I could say. I just remember being a little freaked out with my first game over because I saw the whole moon crash down and kill everyone. <laughs> I mean, it is on the darker side, especially by comparison to uh, to Ocarina of Time. But like, not there aren't dark things in Ocarina of Time. But um, well, Ocarina of Time, I was. It had been my personal canon that all the sages had to be killed to awaken us sages. There is some theories on that. Uh, that's how I always kind of interpreted it. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if Nintendo actually specifically have said one way or the other, but yeah, that that is specifically how I've kind of. Does the higher Historia say anything about that, or I don't believe so. But I'm... I'd have to run and look it up, and we're not gonna we're not gonna spend that time sitting here for Just flipping through pages, flipping through pages <laughs> for ten minutes. Um, I. If I had to choose now between Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, it would still be a tie because just because both remind me so much of like um 
like a well-structured sonen anime where there's a distinct beginning, middle, and end. Right. And um, I eventually did play Link to the Past, and I found out that apparently they reused Organ Time Kid Link's voice for it. Then the original version it was an ha yeah ha ha. <laughs> oh, that's right, because the 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 ports of Link to the Past overlaid his voice, mm-hmm. which which wasn't a thing in the uh, in the original game. Right. Or I didn't know that until it was like about maybe five years ago. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, let's see where can we go with this. So so much to talk about with Zelda. So it's how I started my fan fiction career. Um, don't oh. go look for it because it's all bad. <laughs> Not like juicy, inappropriate, bad, but it's like very poor writing and a lot of spelling and grammar errors. So all fan fiction then. Uh, don't say that in front of some people; they will stab you. They're, a, uh, they're. A, I'll grab, I'll grab my dragon knife from the other room. I can defend myself. I'll, I'll grab my big Oron sword. A uh, big Oron sword, of course. Um, I have a fairy to revive me just in case I die. <laughs> Always good to have a, just in case fairy. Just, of course. Um, what I would do in Ocarina of Time was, like, before a boss, I would actually teleport to the entrance of the forest temple. I'd go to the fairy pound and bloop, 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 bloop. Good to go. <laughs> I, well, I would, uh... Wait, wait, you'd, spe- you'd specifically get the fairies at the forest temple? Yeah, like, there's a fairy fountain in front of the... Yeah. So I'd just go specifically over there before a boss battle. I think, I think a lot of the times I'd end up having... Because there's a spot... Uh, before you do the long climb to Death Mountain, mm-hmm. uh, that you can bomb right by that flag post, and, and there's I think usually a, fl- a ferry or two in there, I think. Interesting. Well, like um, like Forest Temple had a plethora of fairies. I don't know if anyone else got that, but <laughs> um, let's. See. I also didn't need to use my reserve fairies a whole heck, whole heck of a lot. I didn't, but I like having insurance. <laughs> As many Americans, we're not going to get into that depressing topic. <laughs> Um, what's it called? And Majora's Mask. Uh, oh, I just remember it was so dark. And um, I just remember reading so many fan theories about um, what Greyhand, I think his name is. Um, the very freaky thing that lives in underneath the well. Oh, uh, well, that's not going have time though. I mean, there's a version in in. Uh, that thing is still that, scary. As oh yeah, dead hand, dead hand. Dead hand. That thing is terrifies me a lot. Yeah, I'm surprised that made it into a game that's in some ways marketed towards kids there's blood on the walls there's skulls and things it's got these weird weird tentacle arm things and it's like I just remember reading so many theories that apparently it was punishment by the Hyrule Royal family to the Sheikah tribe <laughs> yeah there's there's some speculation that uh, the Shadow Temple is uh, essentially like a prison or a torture chamber because um, the Hy- um, descendants of the goddess Hylia are did not mess around after a while. <laughs> um, speaking of the goddess Hylia, we're going to touch the other games first because um, uh, I liked Twilight Princess. What about you? Yeah, it's... Um, the the original version, the the, gra- the graphics have not aged very well, but supposedly the HD remake uh, fixes a lot of that. I saw it on YouTube. I did not play it myself. I was like, ugh. I don't know. I thought it looked fantastic. Not fantastic, but I was like, well, if that's what you can do, that's what you can do. Well, I mean, without completely recoding the whole game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, I thought the story was good. I just remember a lot of people hated a character I liked called Ilya. She's okay. I, I, I'll t- you know, take her or leave her, you know. It's like, eh. 
I just remember Nintendo's stance was, don't worry, because people wanted an actual romance for Link, and they was like, oh yeah, it's Zelda! Oh no, it's not. Ilya. Midna. No, this isn't the game we wanted. I, I, I do remember, you probably saw it, it was, uh, uh, IGN did it as an April Fool's thing a number of years ago, and it was sort of based on Twilight Princess. Was it the um, future story, or...? No, it was, it was a fake trailer that they released for uh, for April Fool's Day in, like, oh god, it must have been 2007 I don't eight. recall seeing this. Oh, we'll have to check that out later. Um, shoot, speaking... And everyone, first of all, everyone was freaking out, because it looked, it looked so good, and then it's like, com- it's like coming April 1st, it's like, oh no! You jerks! I just remember um, Nintendo has done very mean-spirited April Fool's jokes. Like, before Banjo-Kazooie were officially in Smash, like, April 1st, like, Banjo-Kazooie coming to Smash, is like, haha, yes, it's funny! Oh, it's April 1st. Oh. Don't trust anything on the inter- uh, internet on April 1st. Um, exactly, and so... So let's talk about the origins of Zelda, like, the on-paper origins, like, how originally it was supposed to be Link traveling back and forth between the past and future? Which... Which game was this? Like, it was just, like, the Blueprints or- originally. For which game? The Legend of Zelda in general. All I know about that was that it was based on a thing in Miyamoto's childhood where he used to go up to, to caves with a lantern and go exploring. Yeah, like, that's... That's as, that's as far as I know as, as the origins of where it came from. It's just, you know, let's... Like, um, I think it was just some concepts before they officially settled on that. Um, but originally, Link was supposed to be traveling between back and forth between the Middle Ages and the future, like carrying I- items and using them. Which I guess kind of more, more than likely hardware limitations there. Yeah, and like which is, so seems to be the thing with every Nintendo game is like, well, we can't do what our vision is, so let's just do the next best thing. Like, there's some um, concept art for like Zelda in a very futuristic outfit. So back to, I think an issue that a lot of fans had up until recently, and we'll talk about Breath of the Wild in a little bit, was that um, the other games kind of became predictable. It's like, get three MacGuffins, mid-story um, boss fight, and then get four to four to seven, seven MacGuffins, yeah. and then final boss fight. Yeah. I mean, but I, I like that, though, you know? I liked it, too. That's, um, that's why the, the series itself has stood the test of time, is like, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? I think my minor issue was that um, I kind of didn't like that. As soon as you got a specific item for a tempo, it's like, okay, tempo's done. Well, um, I did so like the the item that you find in the temple is the one you use for the boss usually. Yeah. Couple exceptions across the series with that, but Forest Temple, um, Phantom Ganon, whatever that thing was. I mean, you kind of had to well, use was, the bow and arrow, but yeah, it was that was not the, the bow. Primary. So yeah, it was not the primary weapon you used against him. Well. It's not always though. I mean, that it's that that's a, that's an even smaller percentage of if it's the primary weapon. Right, and like um how and then you got to play whack a mole and the next dungeon with the Volga. Yeah, Volga is fun. Um, there's there was a so, something of a uh, theory that I saw in, in a video that Volga is uh, technically the volcano guardian spirit. Hmm. This, but like semi-evil and it's like trying to protect the mountain because the biku tree is the guardian spirit for the mm. forest i wouldn't say semi-evil it was like kind of like the other one's like you kids keep off my lawn <laughs> and uh and and so, like somewhat for for uh jabu jabu in, in uh zora's domain oh, i love jabu jabu <laughs> that was probably one of the more irritating dungeons in that game really was but it's, oh, it's, like, talk- it's like oh i fell down the thing now i gotta run run, run the loop again 
And not as bad as that damn dare water temple. Oh god. I love how the, the Ocarina of Time water temple is like so infamous. And I, I think it's it's not so much that it's really poorly designed, it's just that it's by the time you figure everything out, you've you've run the loop like fifty times. Like just, just let me be done, just let me be done. Right. Um let's see, I let us with Ocarina of Time. Um Ocarina of Slime. <laughs> How about some of those 2D Zelda games? Because I really like to link between worlds, the unofficial um, sequel to Link to the Past. Yeah, I, I actually haven't played that one. Uh, I haven't played a lot of the, the handheld ones, uh, with the exception of Minish Cap. I played Minish Cap, did not beat it, but I did uh, come very close. Um, yeah, there was that. There was I played a little bit of original Link's Awakening, but mostly just the um, the remake on the Switch. But yeah, like Link to Link to the Past is still probably to this day my favorite Zelda game, and and top three in in my favorite games of all time. That's a good. I liked. A link, I got a Link Between Worlds because I bought the special edition 3DS. Because I was like, I want something Zelda, and I was just slowly easing back into gaming regularly because I'd been broke for like um seven years. <laughs> so I bought. I played the game, and it was pretty cool. Um. Not the not the strongest storytelling. Like it was just a typical MacGuffin thing. Yeah. <clears throat> not a huge deal, but yeah. So um, let's talk about my favorite Zelda game that everyone seems to hate. Skyward Sword. I don't. I don't hate it, and I think I it, it gets it gets a lot of flack, and I have no idea why. Because it's really a good game. It um. So my first time playing it, my friend had lent it. I would borrow it. I would go to my friend's house and play it. Finally admitted, because I was still broke at the time. <laughs> and um, I will say that it kind of took a little while longer, because um, not that I have anything against motion controls. I was like, oh, this my mother could probably pay, play this faster than I could, because she, she loved the Wii Sports thing, so she's like a master at bowling <laughs> and all that stuff. My thought with <clears throat> the... Uh, because that was like like the last like big game that Nintendo released on on the Wii, and to me it was it was them basically saying to the other developers like, "Hey, this is the kind of stuff we wanted you to do, and you screwed it up." It's that, and like it's also a beautiful thank you, fans. We made this beautiful game for you, and apparently not all the fans are satisfied. Yeah, I mean, it, for for me it was like the the game I needed my whole life to to. To to be like like a kid, you pick up a stick and and, and a and a and a leaf for a rock or something. Like I got the sword and shield, but like now you actually can do that. And I, I I thought that was great, but at the same time, it's like I remember when I first played it, I was like I I never want to go back to a controller again. And then Breath of the Wild came out, and I'm like, no, this is fine. Yeah. So um, I recently replayed Skyward Sword, re-released on the Switch. And um, I actually had an easier time going through it. It still took me about a month to go through it because um, I have full-time employment now. I got full-time employment, and I, I'll, still, I'll still plug a lot of time into games. Um, I do other things too, people. <laughs> I read books. I have two dogs. They're beautiful. I paint a bunch, and I, well, I still put a lot of time into games. So um, it's like I will admit that it was less of a hassle. Um, I will admit... Some of those Garham fights uh, was still kind of tedious because it's like, um, 
a lot of my fighting with him, I had to revert back to the motion controls just to do it properly. And like, I was one of the few people where I'd actually stand up and do the sword fight movements rather than I just like sit down from. I, I wouldn't just sit down. I'd always stand up for it. I know a few people that would sit down. I'd sit down to run around, but it, but if I was if I was in a in, in a fight or something, I'd I'd stand up so I could do it. Right. And um, hopefully when I get back home, I might go out and buy some special edition Skyward Sword Sorry Cons. Because I can. Um, I, I will admit that one of the flaws, or at least with the Wii version, I had this problem where like, I really didn't have that much time to go mess around. And with the Switch version, I, I guess because I wasn't going over to a friend's house to play, I didn't have that issue. Yeah, you can do more side questing, exploring when when it's when you're it's more on your own time anyway. Yeah. Um. So. So Breath of the Wild. Um. People have already talked about it a lot, so we really can't say anything new about it. Except I still have not played that DLC. <laughs> it's great. Um. What's funny is that every now and then I'll stumble across one of those videos like things things you still didn't know about Breath of the Wild, and it's I think what like four or five years old now, the game. But it's like there were people are still finding weird things you can do in the game. It's like, what? How did? Huh? <laughs> I, I one thing I love from uh, from the Boundary Break guy is how all of like there's technically water across the whole map, and all they did is like pull pull it up in certain areas in, or, in, in order to to make it work. Oh, we put. Oh, they did. Yeah. You have to link me to this later. You have to link it to me in the past. Um. Well, I'll have to use uh. Whatever that thing is, uh, the clock thing from from Skyward Sword. The something. Yeah, I want to say Door of Time. Like, no, it's not. That's a different thing. So I I think um, Breath of the Wild was just such a huge shock to most Zelda fans because they abandoned a lot of the typical shenanigans Link would do. Yeah, I mean, I I I really I mean I like it. I really like it. It's probably outside of Link to the Past, my next favorite Zelda game. But th like, there's still a couple of things that I think are staples in the franchise that they did away with that they shouldn't have. I agree. Um, I think one. I want a hook shot. <laughs> they were trying to bring that in. That I'm pretty sure they could have done it with a little with his tablet. I'm gonna call it a tablet. You know, it's a Sheikah slate, the Sheikah tablet. I'm 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 hoping Breath of the Wild two finds a way to incorporate some sort of a hookshot element. Right. And um, and based and based on the previews, because it it looks a lot like they're basically taking the tablet mentality and putting it in his arm. Hmm. So uh, it, I, if if he can just kind of like with his arm, kind of like almost like Samus's Shoot. grapple beam, you know. Mm, are you allowed to cross genres? Who cares? <laughs> Um, what was I, what was I going to say? Um, I think, oh my God, I died so many times the first day of Breath of the Wild. Um, cause, uh, once again, I became broke around the time Breath of the Wild came out. So I had to settle for the Wii U version after trading in three games. Uh, a friend of mine bought the Wii U version and I was playing it. I was playing the Switch version when he came over the one day and he was like, he's, he's looking at it. He's like, damn, this looks way better on the Switch. And I'm like, yeah, it really, um, I'll just say that was more convenient for me. I got to... It was interesting replaying the game and kind of knowing what to do. Like, um... My first time playing, I actually did this thing called the vegan challenge where, like, I did not hunt or kill any of the animals. I, I still have no idea how you did that by accident. Uh, hunting is not really in my, um... 
I'm not a hunter in real life. Um, but but a... if you figure, like, the hell, the bokoblins chase them, you know? I saved them using a bone arrow. I was. And, like... it, and if the bokoblins kill, like, kill one of the deer, then you can go take the meat. I didn't let them kill the deer. I succeeded in defending the deer. Um, I channeled my inner Disney princess. It's like, I gotta defend my animal friends. Or you can sit there and for a half an hour and try to kill one of the bears. Why would, I, why would you attack a bear? Why? Because it attacked me. <laughs> you leave the bears alone. It's I, like, ju- I walked past the bear and it started attacking me. So I'm like, it's so okay. You don't walk near the bear. <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, a bear. I should stay away. Um, so it's back to the main I think um, my issue was like it kind of took away a lot of the puzzle aspect from the dungeons and I know that they made up for it with the little Sheikah shrines Um, yeah I I would have liked to have a even like the Divine Beasts were sort of dungeons they were but um, it was just like not that much thought process was necessary yeah the the way I kind of tell people with it and the thing is, I wasn't really as bothered about the dungeon thing, because it was like, the whole map is kind of the dungeon. It's basically one giant dungeon. This is true. Um, I will say that playing the Wii, the Switch version, um, I was like, well, the Master Sword made things so much easier, so it was like, my strategy was, get hearts, get the Master Sword. Yeah. And um, I was surprised that they managed to incorporate the goddess Hylia and a bunch of other small things from Skyward Sword since they did not exist in any of the games in between. Yeah. There, there's also a, a nod to Skyward Sword in um, in the DLC, but I won't spoil that for you or for anyone listening. I'm pretty sure everyone but me has played it by now. <laughs> Probably. Uh, let's see. Um, how about actual storytelling aspects of Zelda? Um that Skyward Sword story is pretty... It answered a lot of unanswered questions that fans have been asking for the long time. Yeah, and then created about a dozen more. It's like, oh, I know that the... <laughs> I know prior to Skyward Sword, the thing that always annoyed me was like, what about that missing Triforce piece in the middle? It's like, it's mm. called the Triforce. Yeah. And then the Nintendo finally acknowledged it's like, there was a fourth goddess, her name was Hylia. She went down to Earth and became mortal. Or something like that. Yeah, well, it's like they kind of answered why they, they they shoehorned a lot of story into the old games because there wasn't a story, and everyone's like, "There's a story," and they're like, "All right, fine, let's see if we can actually manage to." Well, it's like fans cared enough to, like, um, even before the official timeline was released, like fans had already developed the split timeline story from Ocarina of Time, and it's like, oh, there's three split timelines. It's like, oh. Oh, thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> thank you, someone, for trying to do this. Thank you for making the fans even more more uh, divided and decisive against each other. Um, except for these two. Um, I don't know. So, um, so in from Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild, and uh, Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. We have a generally more animeistic art style that's. Well proportioned. I mean, I know anime is not actual proportions, but and and Ocarina of Time has very terrible proportions as a whole. It, it's very nineties anime esque though, and I heard a rumor that um apparently that adult link is based on Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> not officially, but I remember. Yeah, that's funny though. They asked about it. It's like I can who, see it. It's funny. Like there was an interview. Like who is he based on? It's like oh, just this charming actor for who was pretty popular around that time that was blonde. <laughs> 
And it's like Ocarina of Time came out around the same time as Titanic, so it's like yeah, connect the dots. Pretty much. Uh, so Wind Waker. Oh yeah, I liked Wind Waker more than I expected to. I I similar to actually think Twilight Princess when the concept and and things were first announced. Uh, a few of my friends were like, "Yeah, this is gonna be awesome," but I was just like, "Oh God, no! What the hell are they thinking?" I was a bit turned off by the tune um, yeah. art style, but I, I was, was just like, "This isn't Zelda. Come on, this, no, just no." It's and Zelda. Then I, and then I played it, and I was just like, "No, this is really fantastic." Um, I think it's probably my brother's favorite. I will say that GameCube um, Wind Waker, in terms of graphics, did age a lot better than um, Twilight Princess, which isn't saying well, much. But it's like you did not see any of the, um, you did not see how it aged. Yeah, well, because the hardware is just that, you know. Yeah. And... But and but yeah, like, for, like especially for, like for Twilight Princess, since they were going for something more realistic, you know, it 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 that for for that very reason, it, it doesn't age. It's as well. it's a double edged sword when you try to go for realism. Yeah, like, like actually, I tell you the one the one GameCube game that I really 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 wish they would they were to re release is Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, because that is still really good and that's i think now that game is actually like 20 years old now and it's that blows my mind but it it's like this this game is still it's still awesome and it still looks great i will say that on my most desired technically not officially an ex- gamecube exclusive game that i want remastered is sonic adventure 2 battle like- yeah I, I imagine that may find its way in, in into things in the next five to eight years but i gotta i gotta start writing letters to sega america um what's it called so i liked wind waker um i know that for a while the particular art styles they would use would be wind waker art style which they kind of recycled a lot yeah well once they they knew it kind of worked and they used it for what uh phantom hourglass spirit tracks and well um... even then they recycled it for like other games that had nothing like they used it for minish cap even though it's not even the same link yeah, but it, it, it I feel like it works all right in, in Minish Cap, mm-hmm. and that's that that game has a lot of fun mechanics in it as well. So it is true. Um, where was I going to go with this? This kind of always happens with Nintendo and Gosh darn it! This kind of always happens with the Nintendo and Zelda games. Where like um, last time Ben and I were in the same room together, we saw a trailer for Breath of the Wild two. Incidentally, the. GameCube had a dual release with a Wii of Twilight Princess. Right. There, there's 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 only been a couple that that have been two, and there was two a games dual on a release system. of Breath of the Wild for the Switch and the Wii U. Oh no no I, I, I'm thinking no no because it's, it's the way I look at it is um uh shoot what was I saying uh which systems had two Zelda games there were actually two Zelda games for that one. Oh, two. Um, the only one that actually had two Zelda 64. games, 64 and the and Wii, the... because they had the uh, Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess was a GameCube game that was ported to the Wii, right, as a the, launch the, title, the... right. But it, but it wasn't wasn't made for the Wii, right. And um, was Skyward so the, the game? I... The GameCube had two. The the 64 had two. Um, uh, technically, original Nintendo was was two. Right. Um, nobody talks about Zelda two. <laughs> We we don't talk about Zelda two. I don't see why it's a bad game, but people don't like it. Unbelievably terrible. Um, yeah, the Wii was the anomaly because it was the only one that had technically won. 
Right, and so um, and when the Wii, and if you count the Wii U, it, te- it technically had none because Breath of the Wild was a ba- was a backlog for that. Breath of the Wild was intended for the Wii U, but they kept on pushing it back, and it's like, okay, it's going to be a dual release. It is, it's going to be the Wii U swan song, and the birth of the Switch. Yeah. So my theory, horrible theory, is like, um, we're probably going to have a similar issue with. Breath I don't know. I mean, because what they the only thing they really, I mean, you know, you never know, but, um. Because they released the OLED switch now, or at least uh, they plan. It's kind of planned like... or whatever. So, so I I don't expect a total a total new system yet, but I do expect sort of like a Switch Plus, which I suppose is kind of like the OLED switch, or or, uh, or 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 actually I would say probably like a 3D switch, so like a 3DS, but but a switch. Yeah, like the switch, um, the 3DS version of Switch. It's just like it's new. Yeah. And um, hopefully they won't call it a new Nintendo Switch. <laughs> um, so to wrap things up, I'm sorry, kids, we have a quickie today. Um, any last thoughts on Zelda? Um, I mean, I without making the show any longer than it has to be, I mean, it's it's one of my favorite franchises. It's something that if anyone listening and you know, just listening because you're, you're a fan of the sh- uh, of the of the podcast and you haven't played it, I highly recommend giving one of the games a shot it's it's there's a reason why the game is what 35 or the series is for, like something 35 years old now um it's stood the test of time and like nearly every game is an is a, is a masterpiece with the exception of maybe zelda 2 uh but yeah i mean it's 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 worth uh gra- grabbing a, a game uh you know whether it be for your yourself or your kids or uh, maybe both uh it's it's a it's a great it's a great window into into gaming, especially if you're not really a gamer, I think. Um, I think Zelda's just... It's had such an influence on my life. Um, it made me start writing fan fiction, want to become a writer. Um, it made me draw a little bit. Um, it wasn't my primary artistic influence. Um, it made me get try to get in shape. I'm still working on it to just do a proper Link cosplay. Um, it's not... If you want to cosplay as Link, go ahead. I just really want a more in-shape body before I cosplay as him. Um... <laughs> And uh, it has a high music influence on me, but this is not a music podcast. Nope. <laughs> Where can they find you, Ben? Uh, you can find me by either typing in cinderblockstudios.com or just Google searching Cinderblock Studios. I've got all- accounts all over the place, and you can find me all over the internet. You can find me at lucasgo underscore arts46 on Instagram and the Twitter, and you can find us on at tangent a pod. Tangent EA? Tangent EA Pod on the Twitter. Um, one day you can find us on a lot of podcast things. I lost count of it, but I can find us on Spotify. Um, our home is Anchor and Apple iTunes and Pocket Casts. And I, I lost count already. <laughs> Thank you and be kind. Good night. Say goodnight, Ben. I have to do this every time. No, fine. Say something different. <laughs>